Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome to the Mental Wellness Wake-Up Show, a weekly podcast where growth-minded, creative people come to learn best practices from both spirituality and psychology that create lasting well-being. I am your host, mental wellness expert, improvised acting teacher, therapist, and coach, Dawn McMillan. Let's get to it. What I am excited to talk to you about today is revisiting the dreamer episode for those of you who may not have any idea what i'm talking about it's the seven steps to get anything you want episode seven steps to get anything you want from march 30th of 2022 so i published that episode because through my research both as an individual as a therapist and as a spiritual Quester? Is that a word? Quester? Queester? Seeker? I have discovered that when we are going from nothing to something, when we are trying to create something in our lives that hasn't existed there before, we go through these seven steps. And knowing what those seven steps are can absolutely exponentialize your ability to manifest, to create, to actualize insert your word, to get the things that you want. And it's very simple and straightforward, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's super easy. So based on the questions that I got on that episode, I absolutely want to dig into it a little bit more. So where we're going to begin is with the D. Step one into getting anything that you want in the dreamer technique is desire. Desire. (laughs) What do you want? What do you desire? What would you like? What do you wish? In my coach training program, uh, that was the question or some version of that question that starts every session. What would you like? I heard this great analogy that, um, you know, those those dogs that are trained to go fetch things and you know there's this one dog who could distinguish between a hundred different items and you know as long as the 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 human was clear on what to tell the dog to go get the dog would very happily joyfully go fetch the thing and in some senses um, from the metaphysical point of view the universe is the same way when you're clear on what it is that you desire you set in motion a series of events that enable you to get it There's a lot of questions that come up with even just that. How come people get things they don't want? I have an episode about that. How to not get what you don't want. And then how come sometimes people don't get what they want? So the first offer I want to make is to lose the word want. Want is the word that has historically meant to lack. Um, Living in want for want of. It's focused on the lack of. So when you're in a stage of wanting, you're in a stage of focusing on all the things that you don't have. And what that does is it just increases your suffering and your unhappiness because your attention is in comparing where you are, who you are, where you are are currently experiencing your life to what you wish it was instead. And anytime we're in resistance to the present moment, we are creating suffering. So focusing on, I don't know what I want, I do know what I want, what do I want, is essentially saying, what am I lacking? And it may seem like semantics, but it's actually kind of important. 
So I prefer the word desire. Now, for some people, the word desire is more salacious and definitely has an erotic element to it. If that's you and that works for you, great. If that's you and it doesn't work for you, just find another way of thinking about it. What would you like? What would you like to do? What would you like to be? What would you like to have? And without having some sense of direction with that, you can end up floating. I'm going to raise my hand and confess that there have been periods in my life where I wasn't sure who I was or what I wanted, and I ended up being at the effect of the stronger personalities around me. Not proud of that, just acknowledging that is part of my human experience. So what would you like? What would you like? What do you desire? So one of the best and fastest and easiest ways to get to what you would like is from what you don't like. And a lot of law of attraction teachers or positive thinking advocates will tell you to never let a negative thought complete itself. And what that can do is that can make us afraid to acknowledge what is. I'm going to push back on that and say, if there are situations in your life that you don't like, I guarantee you, you are thinking about them. So pretending like you're not is spiritual bypassing. It's just suppressing and it's actually not helpful. And looking at what you don't want and what you don't like, what you don't desire is a tool. I'm not inviting you to complain. I'm not inviting you to pitch a tent and camp out there. Inviting you to begin the inquiry of what would I like? And for many of us, much of the time, the first answer to that question is, I don't know, but not this. I don't know what I would like, but I know I don't want this. So let's, let's just begin where we are. The cliche is, you know, the GPS analogy. You can't figure out how to get to, what's a city? Moose Jaw in Canada from where you are if you don't know where you are. And sometimes where we are is, I don't want this. Not this. The problem with, with dwelling in the not this is that we essentially keep ourselves focused on the resistance and the no and the ick and the you. I would like a home where the floors are well made and they feel good on my feet and they look good. And I would like um, plentiful electrical outlets so that I can plug in all of my devices and be content with my, and, and solar panels so I can do that all without increasing my carbon footprint. So now we're getting somewhere. So when we start with what we don't like, we can start to say, well, what would, what would you want instead? What would you like instead? What would be different? Or even just, what's the exact opposite of that? To use another example, um, let's say the last person that you dated was really obsessed with stamp collecting and didn't make enough time for you. So your coach asks you, well, what would you like in your next relationship? Well, I know I don't want to date somebody who's really into stamp collecting. Well, why not? Because that person loves their stamps more than me and I never saw them. Ah, so what would you like instead? Well, someone who prioritizes spending time with me. So a great place to start in figuring out what you would desire is to look at the things that you don't desire and go to their opposites. And we're going to use that classic tool of asking why five times. 
And not necessarily the question why, but a variation on that. One of my favorites is, what would having that do for you? So let's say I'm currently eyeballing um, an electric luxury car. BMW just released a new one, right? So I say, oh, I really want that BMW, that fully electric BMW i series car and my coach would say well what's important about having that well it's really important to me to have a car with a low carbon footprint but has a really wide range well what's important to you about that well that's all in that regards okay so why did you pick the bmw well it looks really pretty ah so you want a car that looks pretty has a low carbon footprint and what else well i like what i like about it is it has amazing safety features and really comfortable cabin with all kinds of fun little gadgets to make me comfortable on road trips. So now we've gone from this specific, incredibly specific thing to, well, what's, what are you trying to accomplish by wanting this specific thing? So what's important about this tool is, again, to those of you who study the law of attraction, there is one school of thought, which is to get really nitty gritty about the exact make and model of the thing that you desire. I personally think that's a mistake. And the reason why I think that's a mistake is that you are limiting your possibilities. So let's say, I, to stick with the car example, um, we start with the question, what do you want? It's like, I don't know. All I know is I don't want to drive around in this old jalopy anymore. And my coach gets me to, well, what would you like instead? And I go, I want that BMW. What if there is a whole other means of transportation that would actually meet my needs better than that BMW, if I am rigidly stuck on that BMW, I may spend the next 10 years trying to get that to happen when, I don't know, I move to some walking community and what I really need once I go there is a bicycle. There's a spiritual teacher, law of attraction coach who's, you know, had a picture of a house on his vision board. And then I guess like 10 years later, he got that exact house. Good for you. And What I would wonder is, could you have gotten another house sooner that would have met those same needs of luxury and opulence and location? Or did you somehow limit yourself by being like, no, it has to be that exact house. So what do you desire? You can begin first by asking, well, I know what I don't want. That's the opposite. And then when you do start to land on things, you want to interrogate What's important about that? Why do you want that? What would having that do for you? And that leads us to the big aspect of this desire question. How do you want the thing to make you feel? Because ultimately, all of our goals and strategies are aiming at a feeling. And we don't want to be as generic as happiness because when you, when you get to something so generic, it's hard to know when you've achieved it. So if you combine these three techniques that I'm telling you, what's the opposite of what you don't want? What's important about that? How do you want to make it? How do you want that achievement, that goal to make you feel? Then you start to circle around something very, very useful. You start to circle around a vision. There's a quote Without vision, the people perish. If you don't know where you're going to go, you can't get there. Insert cat poster meme here. 
So once you have that vision of your life, you can then start to take the actions that help you achieve it. So I want to talk a little bit more about vision specifically because it's really powerful. We get motivated often to make change when we're in pain. Uh, Reverend Michael Beckwith always says, you can change from desperation or inspiration, your choice. A lot of us wait for desperation. It is in 12 step what they call the you know, rock bottom. So let's say, you know, that we are in pain. I don't want to, I don't want to be late for work anymore because my car is always breaking down, for example. So that's the pain. Well, psychological research has shown us that moving away from goals, goals that are motivated by, I don't want that, gets us started, but it won't keep us going. There is inevitably a moment between when you begin and when you arrive where things get hard, where obstacles arise that you didn't anticipate, where it takes longer than you'd hoped. And if you don't have a pull goal, a vision, a desire, a dream that's pulling you forward, you're in danger of a couple of things. One is, as soon as the pressure of the pain is alleviated, you stop. I see this a lot in my work with, um, with people who are living it with addiction. They will reach out for help when they're in a crisis, right? They just got thrown out of their sister's house and they're about to live on the street. Great opportunity, if they're willing to take it, to not only solve their issue with housing, but to begin to solve the issues that caused them to be estranged from, from their family. What happens often, because that goal is motivated by pain, as soon as the pain is alleviated, here you go, place to stay, then the pressure, the motivation to keep working is, is alleviated too. So having that pull goal, that vision, that dream, D for dream, D for desire, to keep you motivated and keep you moving is what gets you over the hump in the middle. So I'd like to give you a, a practical tool for creating a vision. And it's really cute. And I like it. So I hope you do too. <laughs> so you get to daydream. You get to daydream. Like grab some post-it notes or index cards and just start asking yourself, what would I like to be? What would I like to do? What would I like to have? What would I like to feel? Be, do, have, feel. And just write each one on a separate little post-it note. And I want to challenge you to go at least, at least five in each category. Ten if you want an A plus and a gold star. Because sometimes when we just keep digging, those other little beautiful, sparkly, shiny, rainbow unicorn impulses will show up to us. But you jot them down on your post-it notes and then start to put them up and, and begin to see what you notice. You can create, create a statement that, that anchors that whole vision in for you. It could be something like, I am living joyfully and opulently in a beach home with my beloved family, something like that. And as you start to get to narrow in on this vision, not so specifically that you cut off possibilities that may be equally, if not better for you than the one that you thought of, but specifically enough to where you know how to start to maneuver, how to take action. One thing that I will share with you about a vision that I have for myself 
is that the, the strongest sense that I have is that it smells like the ocean. And that may seem very vague to you if you're not me, but there's a very specific smell that the Pacific Ocean often has at sunset. And so in my mind's eye with this particular goal, this particular dream, there's a piece of it that looks like sunset and smells like the ocean. And so what I can do when I'm working on that aspect of my life is I can sort of compare the things that are showing up. Like, is it, does it rhyme with that? Does it feel the same way that sunset at the ocean, at the Pacific Ocean smells or, or feels? I know that's kind of weird and woo-woo, but maybe you catch it, right? So I have a decision to make. Do I want to do situation A or situation B? I'm like, well, which one? smells like the ocean to me in some way. And as bizarre as that sounds, it actually works. It actually works. So the first step in getting anything you want is to lose the word want, to lose anything that you would desire is to know what you like. And sometimes the starting place is knowing what you don't like, beginning to figure out what the opposite of that is, Asking yourself what's important about that until you get down to fundamentals and then capturing that vision of your life so that when the going gets rough or the road is a little longer than you had wished, it can continue to pull you forward. And for bonus points, write it down, write it down. I was reading Denise Duffield Thomas's book. <laughs> she quips that the difference between a millionaire and a billionaire is that a billionaire writes their goals down twice a day. So write down your vision. And if it starts to get stale in some way, then go back to basics and say, okay, what? maybe I've changed since I first realized this vision. Maybe I was so caught up in Um, let's use the house example. Maybe I was just so frustrated about my plumbing when I first created this vision and I don't have that strong feeling about plumbing anymore. I'm more thinking about uh, an open floor plan, that there's something about my new home that that wants to feel spacious to me. And maybe that's an open floor plan. Maybe that's big windows. I don't know. But I definitely want to evoke the feeling of spaciousness. So then add that. Add that to your vision. Some people like vision boards. Some people make their own uh, PowerPoints. Some people are verbal. I'm extremely verbal. So I like to write stories to myself. Dear past Dawn, I am writing to you to thank you for the decision that you made so that I now and then fill in the vision, whatever works for you. So I hope this is helpful. A lot of, a lot of people who reached out to me are like, ah, I don't know what I want. Yeah, totally relatable. So maybe you're trying too hard to be super specific and maybe just leaning into that, what you want things to feel like, the general shape, the vision that's pulling you forward of a lifestyle that feels good. And then as you take those little steps toward what you do know, I want my life to feel like a Sunday afternoon football game with my friends, right? You can start to just lean in, follow the sparkle, follow the little nudges, follow the intuitions to things that kind of rhyme with that, match that, or feel like that. So 
that's my offer to you today is to play in that sense of what do I desire in a way that gets you started and keeps you going. And this one's going a little long. So with that, allow me to remind you, you're so awesome. You are amazing. Think about all the stuff that you've overcome. Think about all of the disappointments you've lived through. And here you are. In all your glory, keeping it moving. Let's celebrate you. Because you know what? You, beloved being that you are, are whole, are perfect, are complete just as you are and you are worthy and deserving of all the good stuff all of it all of it thanks for listening i am so honored that you share time with me if you've listened this far then something here was of value to you Would you please be a friend of the podcast and share it with at least one other person? The podcast is available on most platforms, including YouTube, and I need your help to get the word out. So please like, subscribe, and share, and a five-star review on iTunes would be chef's kiss. Thank you so much. See you next time.